You've tuned in to She Seeks Pearls, a podcast to lead you into bettering your days through seeking pearls of living that we uncover together. I'm your host, Dorothy, and in this podcast, we discuss vital pieces of wisdom learned that even in the chaos of life help us to enjoy our days more. Listen in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Jack and I recently celebrated our daughter's first birthday, so this episode is inspired by the concept of holding on to sweet memories and sharing those with your children. So I'm really big into journaling. I just really enjoy writing down things that are happening in my life, you know, the good and challenging, because I like being able to look back and see how God was working in my life then, because unfortunately, these things can be forgotten. I also have a few photo albums that I made as a child that I love to look through. Um, Jack and I went to the same church growing up, and we still go to that same church, but we basically grew up together, and I have so many photos that have Jack in them from different events that his family went to, that we did together, like field trips and Sunday school class picnics, 4th of July parties, and um, even times when he hung out at my house with my brothers. So I have photos of us of us as children maybe not directly like doing something together but we're both like in the same photo and it's just fun to look at i'm a very nostalgic person and i really appreciate remembering the good old days so now that jack and i have a girl and a boy on the way uh, i especially want to document and maintain those sweet childhood memories for our children So today I'll share with you a few ways that I'm maintaining the memories for my children so that they can enjoy remembering what I hope and pray will be sweet childhood memories for them. I feel like there should be a whole separate podcast episode about making sweet childhood memories for your children and finding ways to connect with them, but for now, like, I'm just going to go over the ways that I document those memories to keep them alive. So the first method is, which I've already mentioned, journaling. Um, Journaling is probably one of the top ways I'm maintaining the memories for my kids. I seriously love the Promptly journals. I don't know if you've heard of them. I think they're pretty popular. So um, if you're into any kind of journaling, you've probably heard of them. Before I even found out I was expecting with our first child, I had purchased the Childhood History Journal for whenever we got pregnant. This journal has prompts all throughout it, so it makes it easy to know what to write in it, so you don't necessarily have to try to figure out what the heck you're going to say in your journal entries. So the prompts start with your pregnancy from the time you found out you were expecting all the way through to your birth story and then every year until they're 18 years old. The prompts in these journals are just so well thought out. My pet peeve is a journal that has the exact same thing written on every page. I'm like, well, this is boring. I don't, I I don't feel like being a broken record. So, um, but no, these journals are so beautiful, like I said, and they, they really capture beautiful writing prompts so that your journal has thoughtful writing in it instead of just like facts about your pregnancy and what you did today and stuff that seems a little bit more mundane, you know, like the prompts are just so beautiful and it makes for, like I said, like a really beautiful journal. There are little spaces for you to put ultrasound photos in it too, which is nice. And then um, a few pages where you can write whatever else is on your mind, like in every trimester at least. So for my daughter's journal, I wrote so much in there during my pregnancy. 
Since she was my first child, I was becoming a parent for the first time, and a lot of thoughts were running through my head, and I just shared them with her on those pages. You know, I'm thinking that when she's older, she might be interested to see what her mom was thinking when she found out she was pregnant, and maybe she'll find me more relevant when she goes through the same things in life that I once did, and maybe she'll find more connection to me through the things that I shared with her in those pages. Certainly, she'll connect with those in life that are going side by side through the same things in her like at the same time, Uh, but I figured that she might find a closer connection to me knowing that I experienced a lot of the same things she did growing up. So, you know, obviously with a an age gap between a parent and child, I think sometimes the child doesn't necessarily like relate to their parent as much, so I'm trying to like show her that, you know, yeah, I've gone through things that you're going through. (laughs) And so, um, I just want to foster a strong connection with my girl so that she can, without hesitation, come to me when she needs something or, you know, something's scary. She's not sure. Like she's nervous about something like, I just want her to be able to come to me. And I think that, um, sharing my heart with her in these journal pages, um, can hopefully help to accomplish that. So, I mean, it's just one way to try to foster a connection with her. Um, Certainly, that's not all that I would be doing with my daughter as she grows up to try to connect with her and build that trust, but I think it's just another way that can hopefully help with that. So, yeah, I feel like this childhood history journal will help to keep the memories, but also, like I said, I just hope it can be used as just one way that um, I I can help to deepen our connection. So I feel like using this childhood history journal will help to keep the memories, but also I hope that it can be used as just one way that I can hopefully, you know, help to deepen our connection on more of a meaningful level. So I'm doing the same for my baby boy that I'm currently expecting with, Um, and maybe he will or maybe he won't care about it as much because his connection to me will be much different than mine is with my daughter as she grows up. You know, he's a boy, she's a girl, so um, big difference. I I expect that he would, you know, connect with my husband a lot more, obviously, but um, so who knows? Maybe when he, you know, is older and he gets married, his wife will enjoy reading about his childhood. And I know that that sounds super far in advance to be thinking about those things, but that's just me. And I'm not afraid to start talking about my son, who's not even born yet. I'm not afraid to talk about his future wife because I want him to grow up and to get married. And and I, I don't expect to, and I hope that I'm not one of those moms that dreads their son getting married because... I want him to grow up into a man and I want him to be married and all those things. So anyways, um, that sounds super far in advance to be thinking about those things, but I just try to visualize the future and what the future could look like considering the current trajectory. Like, um, if I'm only ever annoyed with my daughter and yelling at her or, you know, we're having a stressful relationship or something, well, then I can see that our future relationship wouldn't be looking so good. (laughs) So um, I do try to take a sneak peek into the future and consider what it could look like, um, considering how things are going now, because that's just me trying to be proactive. And I like to be a planner and I like to be proactive. 
live so call it crazy that I just was talking about my unborn son's future wife but that's just the way that I think so that I can be as thoughtful and purposeful as possible with the time that I do have with my children now and the ways that I can help either hinder their hinder or help their growth and relationships and whatnot so that was a lot but that was my journaling method of memory maintenance next is photos I absolutely love taking photos and I love looking at old photos. So I'm like nine times out of 10, that person that is snapping a photo on my camera or iPhone at any given event. It's just what creative, nostalgic people like me do. (laughs) So I have baby books in progress that I use Shutterfly to make. Um, I haven't printed out my daughter's yet, but I'm working on it right now. Um, I considered making a scrapbook, like an actual handmade scrapbook with printed photos, but I figured the journals are handwritten and they take a lot of time. So I'd settle for a baby book that was digitally made because otherwise with all the time I spend journaling, either the journal wasn't going to happen or the handmade scrapbook wasn't going to happen. So I chose the journal and to do the baby book digitally so that I can have both things for each child. So that's it. That's pretty self-explanatory. A digitally made and printed baby book with photos of their first year of life, and I like to use Shutterfly for that. Oh, and for what it's worth, I don't get any commissions or anything from Promptly Journals or from Shutterfly. Just great products, in my opinion. Also, for Shutterfly, because I am a big fan of Shutterfly, and I use it a lot. Um, I don't agree with their political stances. That's just everything nowadays anyways but anyways if you're looking for good deals for shutterfly um they have it a few times a year but if you are printing out a big photo album make sure that you wait until they have a 50 percent off sale um when they say everything is 50 percent off and then wait until they have an offer for free additional photo pages because when they say 50 percent off it only counts for the first like 20 pages of your photo album and if you're anything like me, your photo albums are filled to the absolute max that the uh, that Shutterfly will allow. And then every single one of those additional pages would be like regular price. So make sure that you're waiting for the 50% off sale and then the free additional photos um, sale as well. And then you're good to go. From what I've found in all my years of using Shutterfly, that is the best deal that they offer. And they offer it a few times a year. So just a little pro tip from your girl. <laughs> Next, this one is a little big, so if you're not necessarily a creative person, don't let this scare you or guilt you that you haven't done it, okay? So um, so if you're not crazy excited by creative ideas, shut your ears on this one because I don't want to, um, you know, make this look like you're not doing enough for your kids if you haven't done this or anything like that. It's just me and my crazy creative self just going to town, okay? There you go. Anyways, what I did for my daughter and what I'm currently doing for my son is making their own children's book. So I wrote my own storyline and illustrated every page and I uploaded it to Shutterfly because I still love Shutterfly. Um, And I, you know, I printed it through Shutterfly so that it would be on a nice hardback book. So it appeared just like any other children's book that you would buy. Um, I had so much fun making this book for my daughter, like too much fun. (laughs) I wish I had more time to make it. Um, So when I was pregnant with my daughter, we knew we were having a girl, you know, when we were expecting with her and we picked out her name and everything. Um, But her name isn't a name in the Bible. And I wanted a faith-based story or children's book for her to read that had her name in it. So I made one. 
Um, I took the meaning of her name and I connected it to an animal in the story of Noah's Ark. So I wrote the storyline with her name that was included in the Bible story of Noah's Ark because she represented the dove that brought the olive branch back to Noah as a sign that the flood was nearing an end and that they'd soon get to leave the ark. So I illustrated the pages um, using an iPad and an Apple Pencil, um, and the app is called Procreate, by the way. Um, that one's really fun to use. So I illustrated it using that Procreate app and the Apple Pencil and everything on the iPad. Um, and I uploaded each image to Shutterfly and got it printed. I just wish that I had more time to make the illustrations have like more depth and interest. I mean, they were fine, but not nearly as elaborate as a lot of my daughter's other children's books. But also, this was my first children's book ever, so I gave myself a deadline that I'd get this book finished and printed before she was born because I knew if I didn't get it done before she was born, the book might not be done until she's a few years old because I would just keep trying to make it better and I'd keep changing things or seeing how this one thing could look better if I just changed that, you know. So knowing myself and my creative perfectionistic tendencies, I said I'd finish the book before she was born. So that's what I did. Um, likewise, I'm doing the same for my son. Um, the name we picked out for him is also not a name in the Bible, so I'm kind of at a rough draft of his book right now, but so far I'm thinking I'm going with a theme of Moses leading the Israelites out of Egypt because the meaning of our son's name is leader, and Moses is a great leader in the Bible, so, um, so I wanted to emphasize on the meaning of his name, which is a leader, but I'm working on figuring out how to connect my son into the story. Like, I think he might be like a deer in the forest leading the animals into the valley because also our son's name, it also means valley, I think in Latin or something. So I'm just trying to connect like the, the meaning of his name to a Bible story. So um, anyways, that might sound overwhelming, but I assure you, I love it. And I want to do something creative and special for each of my kids. So um, their own personal children's book it is. I'm really excited to keep working on my son's book and I'm excited to see how it turns out. So more to come on that. Now, something quick and easy and less intimidating is starting a memory box for my kids. I got these leather boxes to put some baby artifacts in it for them, like their first set of footprints and their hospital bands and things like that. Um, stuff that maybe I don't want to paste into a scrapbook or tuck away into their journals. Um, so I just have it in a box so that they can just kind of pick it out and look through it, hold it, whatever. And I'll put their childhood history journals in there and things too. So, And I got these pretty boxes so it will look nice on a shelf instead of putting these special items in a storage bin that's like never to be seen. So memory boxes is another thing for them that I'm doing. Now I talked about photos and what I do with those but I didn't talk about videos. I'm in the process of making a video with footage from my daughter's first year of life. I didn't start this video project yet because I wasn't sure how I was going to make it work, so I waited until she turned a year old, and now that I have all the, you know, video footage of her doing other things as she's growing up, you know, in her first year, and, and I'm just now compiling the video clips from her first year. And I'm not sure if I have the right computer program to be able to handle it, so we'll see. But I know there are programs out there that if I need or want to, I could buy a program so that I could make the video. Because um, it might be, you know, by the time that I'm done, I'm guessing it could be anywhere between like 
30 to 45 minutes. I don't know exactly how long I want to make it, but you know, I have a lot of videos. So, um, basically like I love home videos and this would be like a home video, but just with the stuff that I want to show. The old time home videos were like raw footage, not edited or cropped. Um, and while I still enjoy watching those videos, sometimes it's like, okay, we've seen this still video of a baby doing nothing for like five whole minutes now. Let's fast forward onto something else, okay? <laughs> Um, so I want to select video clips of my daughter with, you know, with Jack, um, cl video clips of her learning to crawl, um, when she first started to walk, stuff like that, you know, hearing her babble, you know, all of those good things. So I want to add in some music here and there too, which I thought would be fun for our daughter to hear years down the road because we often forget the music that was popular at that time. And it can be fun to think like, yeah, this was the song that we listened to a lot when we started dating or this album got me through long study sessions during nursing school and you know things like that and there are a few songs in particular that I would sing to our daughter um, either like as I was nursing her or burping her there were just some songs that I just kind of was hung up on so it would be fun to include those songs in the video to be like oh yeah this was a special song for mommy when you were a baby um, so I want to include some music clips into this video as well I think I'm going to start this year in review video for my daughter and then maybe make it an annual thing like just like a video with condensed video clips in it so that um, we can not only see the photos throughout the year in my yearbook photo albums that I make but also see a year in review video too like a home video. So I'm working on it. Right now I'm at the technical stage of figuring it out. Then once I'm solidified on a computer program to make it happen then I can get started on the fun part of putting the whole video together so it can be used as a keepsake for us to watch for years to come. I hope this episode inspired you to think of ideas to keep the memories alive in your marriage, for your little ones, or just for those you love. It's such a precious gift to give someone. You cannot give time, but you can bring it back. And I want to be able to bring back what I hope will be sweet childhood memories for my kids. The good old days shouldn't be forgotten. And just as you try to remember the good old days, don't forget that you are in charge of making sure the good old days aren't over. Thanks for listening.